Thank you for joining us. God sent his only son, his sinless son, to die on Calvary's cross for you and me. Because of Jesus' sacrificial death, the gift of eternal life is available to anyone who chooses to receive it. Without the shed blood of Jesus, there would be no redemption for our sins. The Bible tells us that there is no salvation in any other. Without his selfless sacrifice, we would have no hope and no victory. Praise God for the gift of salvation and everlasting life. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Let us pray. And Father, we thank you for this Resurrection Sunday. Oh, God, we are glad. We're glad to celebrate the marvelous truth that you were raised from the dead. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Father, for sending your Son who did exactly what you told him to do and finished the atoning work, the redemptive work, completely. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this celebration. Help us to rejoice, to be thankful, to reflect on how you got up and proved yourself to be God and defeated the devil's work. Help me to preach in the power of your Holy Spirit with clarity in the Holy Spirit's power in Jesus' name and all God's children said, Amen. Well, happy Resurrection Sunday. Here we are once again, and this is a celebratory time, and uh, every pastor who's standing around the globe ought to be excited to stand on behalf of our Lord who came to live, to die, and was raised, and we're here to preach a resurrection message to the glory of God. Have your Bibles, would you be so kind enough to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. Luke 24, 1 through 8, and there you'll find these words. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again? 
And they remembered his words. And from this particular passage of scripture, we want to preach. He is not here, but is risen. He is not here, but is risen. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the heart of the gospel and is the foundation of the Christian faith and unites and inspires all true believers. The Old Testament saints look forward in anticipation of the coming resurrection. After the resurrection of Jesus for the last 2,000 years, believers have celebrated Resurrection Sunday in the Lord's Church all over the world. Every believer should rejoice and be rejoicing in the glorious truth that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. I love that passage that's found in the book of Revelations, chapter 1, verse 13a, which says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. We must not become so familiar with the resurrection account that it no longer stirs our hearts, causing us to cease from being excited about the greatest news in all creation. Jesus is risen. He has risen indeed. Let's now look at the resurrection account and witness some of the events surrounding the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from the grave. Verse 1 says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. According to Mark chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, it was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of of James and Salome, who got up very early in the morning and brought spices to the tomb to finish anointing the body of the Lord Jesus for burial. These devoted women who were faithful in following the Messiah, they were the first to learn of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel of Mark chapter 16 verses 1 and 2 says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Luke 24, 2 and 3 also says, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, when the women arrived at the tomb, they found the stone rolled away, which was sealed by religious leaders to keep the disciples uh, of Christ from stealing the body of Jesus and claiming that he had been raised from the dead. And this account is found in Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 through 65, which says, now on the next day, the day after the preparation The chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that when he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days, I am to rise again. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people he has risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. 
Pilate said to them, you have a guard. Go your way. Make it secure. Make it as secure as you know how. When the women went inside the tomb, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. The tomb was open not to let Jesus out, but to let the women and the disciples in. The tomb was open not to let Jesus out. He didn't need, he didn't need any help getting up. Uh, he didn't need any help moving a stone from the tomb. He had the kind of body with just, to just go right on through the tomb. So it was not to let Jesus out, but it was to let the women and the disciples in. Verse 4 says, and it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. The women being perplexed that the body of Christ was not in the tomb, suddenly saw two men standing by them in clothes that gleamed like lightning which is an obvious reference to angelic beings. Verse five says, then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? What a question. What a question. Why do you seek the living among the dead? The women being startled at the sudden appearance of the angels lowered their faces to the earth. The angels ask a question that is valid for all time. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Now, so many in our world today seek the living among the dead, attempting to obtain life after death by worshiping in dead religions. They seek the living among the dead by seeking life through traditions, such as praying five times a day, uh, taking religious pilgrimages, even going so far as to flagellate themselves, to imitate the sufferings of Christ by beating and cutting themselves, practicing yoga. Uh, They seek the living among the dead through seeking psychics, mediums, spiritualists, parties, social life, humanism. Formality without power, rituals without reality, and dead relationships. All of these practices are vain attempts to make contact with their false deities. Beloved, only the resurrection of Christ gives everlasting life and brings us into a saving relationship with the true and living God. Any other way is Void. Verses six through eight says he is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. The third day rise again. And they remembered his words. The angels reminded the women of the words Jesus had accurately prophesied concerning his death, burial, and resurrection. In Luke chapter 18, verses 31 through 33, it says, Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles and be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him. And the third day he 
will rise again. The women were not the only ones who failed to remember the words of Jesus when he was alive on earth. When they told the apostles, when the women told the apostles that Jesus had risen from the, from the grave, the words of the women were like idle tales. And the apostles did not believe them because of their witnessing the excruciating sufferings of Jesus, the agony of Jesus, the death of Jesus on the cross. They could not believe that the Savior had risen just as he had prophesied. I pose a question to you at this time, my friends. What is the resurrection of Jesus? Why, rather, why is the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? Why is the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? Number one, the resurrection of Jesus Christ proved that Jesus is the Lord of history and that his death was not a coincidence. Again, the resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus is the Lord of history and that his death was not a coincidence. In the book of Acts, chapter two, verses 23 through 24, it says him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death whom God raised up, having loosed. The pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. You see, friends, the crucifixion was not an accident, not at all. God predetermined in his own set purpose and plan that Jesus would die to redeem lost humanity from sin before the foundation of the world. It was planned. It was preordained. It was done purposefully. Secondly, why is the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? The death of Jesus validates the legitimacy of the resurrection. The death of Jesus validates the legitimacy of the resurrection. You see, the the incarnation is about God becoming man in a real human body without sin so he could die to save us from our sins. The gospel of John chapter one, verse 14, a says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And first John three, five, it also says, you know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins and there is no sin in him. Now, in the Old Testament economy, uh, they offered up bulls and, and goats and doves and all of these things covered sins, but did not permanently take away sins. But thanks be to God today that when Jesus shed his blood on Calvary, uh, his blood not only covered sin, but it took away sins to the glory of God. I'm glad today. And that's enough to rejoice in the marvelous truth that there's power in the blood, so much blood that it cleanses us from our sin our sins, and all of the things that God hates. Beloved, Jesus had a real human body of flesh and blood. If there were no bodily resurrection, it would have discredited our Lord's life. If there were no resurrection, it would have discredited our Lord's ministry. If there were no resurrection, it would have discredited our Lord's words. The death of Jesus 
is just as important as the resurrection of Christ because if there were no death, there could be no resurrection. Uh, here are some uh, very crucial and important scriptures as it relates to the death of Christ. Jesus died in his body on an old rugged cross. Allow me to give you a few scriptures to substantiate that. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us in his body on that tree. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 28 says, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. First Peter chapter two, verse 24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body. On the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. And then finally, First Peter, these are just a few. First Peter chapter 3 verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. That's why that, that's what his death was all about, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the spirit. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Beloved, the incarnation is about God becoming man to die, a, to die in a real human body, to take away our sins. And without it, there would be no resurrection What makes the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? Number three, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so important because absolutely no one can be born again apart from believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is so important because absolutely no one can be born again apart from believing in the resurrection. Only a risen Savior who conquered death can save lost souls from eternal damnation. The resurrection of Christ is the heart of the gospel and is the capstone of the Christian faith. Without it, there is no salvation. The gospel is summed up in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, which says, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Beloved, this is the gospel in a nutshell. Do you really believe this? Do you believe that he was born Do you believe that he was virgin born? Do you believe that he lived that most holy life? Do you believe that he was without sin? Do you believe that he took up an old rugged cross and he died on that cross as a substitutionary uh, lamb, the lamb of God in our place on our behalf to atone and take away sins? Do you believe he was buried according to the scriptures? And do you believe that our Lord rose again? Beloved, do you believe this? It's the only way you can be saved. First Corinthians chapter 15, 
verses one and two says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast, hold that word. If you hold fast that which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. These verses are saying we must hold firmly to the gospel which is to keep on believing and never let our faith go, never let the gospel go, never doubt the gospel, but stand fast in the gospel, stand firm in the faith, stand firm, uh, hold fast to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is validated also by the New Testament. The New Testament is replete with scriptures as it relates to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, Luke 24, chapter 24, verses 2 and 3 says, But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Romans 6, 5 says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Romans 6, 5. Uh, Acts chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 says, But you deny the Holy One and the just and ask for a murderer to be granted to you and kill the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. In Acts chapter 26, verse 23, it says that the Christ would suffer that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, it says, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. The resurrection is all through the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21, it says, For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Beloved, there is a preponderance of evidence to substantiate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from the grave. And those are just a few scriptures I have read to you. Jesus rose from the grave. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. What makes the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Romans chapter one, verse four says, and declare to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ is not a legend. Jesus Christ is not a myth. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is not a fable, a fairy tale, or a figment of one's imagination. The tomb is really empty and Jesus Christ is the living resurrected savior. I love that passage in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 27 through 29, which says, Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. 
do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Now, why did he say that when he put his hands in his side? He realized that he was looking at the, the risen savior, the resurrected savior. He was astonished as, as, as well as the rest of the apostles. And Jesus had told him all along during his earthly life that he would come and he would suffer and that he'd be spat upon and that he would down a tree and be buried and rose again. And they didn't believe. And they were astonished. So astonished that when when Thomas put his hands in the side of the Lord Jesus, all he could say with with great uh, exclamation, my Lord and my God. Verse 29, Jesus said to Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Then he says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Beloved, our faith is greater than Thomas's or the disciples and the disciples because uh, they believe because they had a chance to touch and see and experience this post-resurrection experiences. But we believe even though we have not felt the prince in his side or his hands, we believe, which makes our faith even the greater. To help reduce and contain the spread of the coronavirus, Maranatha Bible Church will no longer hold in-person worship services for the foreseeable future. You can continue to enjoy Pastor Draper's teachings through audio messages and worship services by clicking the Sermons tab at www.maranathasa.org, calling 210-821-5683, or visiting Maranatha's Facebook page.